live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. by my boy, producer Eli. Producer Eli, say what up to the people. What's going on, LFA family? Hit that like button, hit that share button. Let's go. You heard him. Hit the like button, hit the share button. Let's go. And I definitely suggest you guys watch Rise Up. If you have not seen Rise Up this morning, a lot of questions will be answered. Let's give some shout outs. Miss Mocha Powered in the building. Mateo, 2018. DeClues is in the building. True, international and a pressure. Gene, how are you? RD Comp, good to see you and thank you for joining in today. Brown Sugar is in the building. Crafty Peddler 84, Slabstick and Keith Day. Eileen Jimenez, Tina or Tim and Gina, Arthur Nettler, Logan, T. Collins, Dawn Biz. Uh, Purple Snowflakes, Andrew, Lovebug, and Jan Marr. Thank you very much for joining in on Live from America here on Rumble.com. This is January 4th, year of our Lord, 2024. Who, uh, what is, hold on, what was that real quick? Let's see. Uh, Jeremy, it's good to be home with my LFA family, said Serby. Well, it's good to have you back. Thank you very much for being here. Big shout out. Hi, Patty. Good to see you. Candy is in the building. Majorva, Lala, everybody is coming in. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, We're going to get right to it, folks. We got a two-hour show, all right? We have a two-hour show, and it is titled Justice is Coming. Justice is coming for Jack Smith. Justice is coming for the Bidens. Justice is coming for the Obamas. Justice is coming for Mayorkas. Justice is coming for the Epstein group or team or whatever they called themselves whatever they called themselves justice is coming for jelaine maxwell justice is coming for the clintons justice is coming for all of those people who have nothing have done nothing but embody evil to destroy what we love and that is our country 
our fellow countrymen and women, our children, our traditions, our futures, our children's futures. They've done nothing but attack that since 2012. 2008, they snuck their way in. And by the time 2012 rolled around and you had Obama saying, just let me get to my second term and I'll have a lot more leverage, a lot more leeway, a lot more freedom to do what I want to do. That is when they came on the full-on attack. So we've been attacked in this country, we the people, this, this great depiction of our country behind me. We've been attacked every day, all day, for the last 13 years going on 14 years. The country has had enough. The country is about to be in that, in that scenario where weak men made a terrible, weak country And now a weak country is making strong men because it's going to take strong men to bring us back from the brink. And that's where we're at right now. Strong men, strong women, Christian men and women are standing up and they don't even care if they go to jail. You notice that, Eli? All these January 6 families, all these mamas and papa bears for these children. Do you know that they're at a point now where they don't even care if they go to jail? Yeah. You get to your breaking point. You know, what else is there? And I always said that America had a breaking point. I always said that every people have a red line. And the red line for us seems to be now. And people are starting to finally mobilize. Like I said, there are plans of a lot of groups getting ready to take this country back in 2024. And I I don't just mean doing a show like this and informing you every day. I mean, there are people on the move. There are militias finally, finally coming together. There are groups of people that are organizing for very specific reasons for 2024. And I think this is our last stand. This is going to be the defining year. Whether that right there continues to be the beacon of hope for the world. This will be that defining year. And I have been telling you that Joe Biden has no headquarters. I've been telling you that Joe Biden has no campaign. Much to my surprise, there's a new campaign ad out from the Biden team. Eli's laughing already. Eli, what could you possibly be laughing about? I, uh, I just assume it's going to be something along the lines of we need to ca- keep doing what we're doing and we're going to keep building back better and everything's wonderful. And the border's closed. And you son of a. I have a feeling it's going to be something other than that, Eli. I have a feeling it's going to be these MAGA extremists, these Republican MAGA extremists trying to tear down our democracy. We, we're not going to let it happen, folks. I got corn pop on my side. We're not going to let it happen. Well, we don't have to uh, wonder. All we have to do is watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden's new campaign ad for 2024. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. What? I believe in free and fair elections. Hold on, we got to stop. the right to vote free. We got to stop. We got to stop. What the hell did he say? (laughs) Eli, what did he say? The very first words of his campaign ad. Oh, you're going to make sense of the center of my campaign's medicine. Okay, what was that? Hold on, let's, let's uh, roll it. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. There's something dangerous happening in America. 
Oh. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. America is still a place of possibilities where the power resides with we, the people. That's our soul. We are the United States of America. There is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. I'm Joe President, Biden of the United States. And black kids are just as white as poor kids, and I stand on that. I grew up in Puerto Rico on the streets of Delaware. I grew up in Puerto Rico on the streets of Delaware, and I had to run into the likes of somebody named Corn Pop, who was a bad dude. And I'll tell you, the kids, the cockroaches, the black kids, they used to rub, they used to rub, they used to rub the, 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 the they used to rub the hair on my, on my, on my, on my, on my legs, and they used to watch it go up. And, 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 turn, and, turn, and turn blonde in the sun. And, then, and that's, I learned a lot about, I learned a lot about roaches and, and kids that, that summer. And, and I love kids, Eli. They, I love them when they, I love them when they jump on my lap. What did, what did you say about Kamala? He's like, me, me and the vice president have supported Bongo Kamala. Me and the vice president Kamala, Kamala, we support the boxes of Obamas. In the 14th Amendment, insurrection is the 14th box in the bombers. And we're going to get a toaster with the knife, plug it into the wall, throw it in the bathtub, warm it up like a jacuzzi by my Corvette. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not a real campaign ad. I hope you know. The first few words of the campaign ad, you didn't even know what they said. You should know about the Joe Biden. Ah, it's a campaign ad. No, it's not. It's a, it's an illusion. It's a ruse to make you think there was a campaign ad. What's that, Eli? They started it out that way. The very beginning of the video is trying to true, true national depression. You ain't black unless you vote for me. I'll tell you that. Tell you that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you might not be black if you don't vote for Joe Biden. But I'll tell you what, you're definitely not a patriot unless you shop. At JeremyHarrell.com. The website is back, ladies and gentlemen. We got a new server. We got new security. I want to thank all of you who donated to help us get that new server with that new security so quickly. And now we have 24-7 monitoring. So try to take us down now. Anyway, folks, we are rapture ready here on JeremyHarrell.com and LFATV.us. So you are free to go back, scope out the site, check it out, leave a message, We'll call you back or, you know, we'll get back to you somehow. Or you can also donate uh, right there at the top of the page. All of the top page, um, different things here, different uh, segments here. We'll take you to different things. The American Strong uh, Companies, images and videos, music, the LFA TV network, the store, and much, much more. And, folks, we still have that huge blowout sale going on. We were going to end it at the end of the year, but we have too much stuff left. So make sure you check out the blowout deals $10 or less on the huge LFA blowout deals. And if you follow us on the newsletter, and that is just by scrolling all the way to the bottom down here, there's all of our podcasts so you can listen on audio. But if you go all the way down here, join the Revolution newsletter. 
That's what you do today. You go to JeremyHarrell.com and you join the Revolution newsletter today because when you get that newsletter every day, and I try to get it out every day, there's a code in there for 20% off so you can get $10 items and still get 20% off that. JeremyHarrell.com today. JeremyHarrell.com today. Now, I want you guys to open up your verses of the day today. Now, I did an incredible, incredible um, demonstration this morning on Rise Up. And the title of today's show on Rise Up was Be More Like an Orange. And we're not talking about Donald Trump, although that's not a bad person to, uh, you know, to admire and to, and to want to be like. However, we were talking about an orange with its peel and without its peel. And if you just take a bottle of water or a cup of water, right, which would represent your troubles and your problems, and you drop that orange in with no peel, it's going to sink. The orange is you. The peel is God's protection, the armor of God. Without that armor of God, you sink under your troubles. But you drop another orange in with the peel on the orange, and it floats. With the armor of God, you float effortlessly. Without the armor of God, you sink to the bottom, and then you start decaying and turning into mush. So, ladies and gentlemen, it was a powerful, powerful rise up today. And we're going to go to Matthew 14, 29 and 30, talking about Peter. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. There's an entire section in the Bible that talks about the armor of God. This signifies that you can walk through the valleys of the shadows of death and not only be safe, but not even fear the evil that is present as well. The only way that this is possible is with God clearly present in your life. Now, clearly present in your life does that does not mean you're not going to sin. Clearly present in your life does not mean that you are perfect. Clearly present in your life is showing the world that God is working and that you are walking more with Jesus day in and day out. And if you have a setback, then you get back on that path. That's what that is. Clearly present in your life. You can't count on people in your everyday situations, but you can count on God. Peter sank because he took his focus off of God. He let the world distract him from his mission. Imagine if Jesus had done that. Let the world distract him from his decision and his mission. You sink without God. You stay afloat with God. And it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. So let's all go to the Lord in prayer. Let's all keep that peel on, that armor of God on. And let's never, ever walk out without it. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. And let's go to the Lord in prayer in Jesus' name. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We had a, a wonderful discussion this morning, folks. We had 4,300 people watching right now. That's 4,300 people that just got the gospel. That's 4,300 people that prayed, and I am absolutely in love with that. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Now, before we get to our first and foremost section of the day today, I do want to say that our first and foremost section is brought to you by our friends over at Gold Co. Look, ladies and gentlemen, inflation, all-time high. Dollar, not getting any better. 
BRICS started out 2024 with five new countries adding on to be uh, to use the BRICS currency to replace the dollar. Now we stopped uh, backing our dollar, the U.S. dollar, by gold back in the 1970s. The only thing that made our dollar strong was our military might. And we don't even have that anymore. Our military is nothing but a bunch of woke, transgender, scared cowards. Not all of them, but the ones at the top, I'm saying, that are pulling the strings. Folks, there is no time like the present to say, you know what, I'm not going to allow what I worked for 30, 40, 50 years for to continue to be taken by this illegitimate resident in the White House. And how you do that today is you request a free kit by going to goldco.com slash live. As you can see right there, goldco.com slash live or call 855-559-3433. But if you go to goldco.com slash live, you can talk to a live agent right there who can help you. If that sounds like something that you've been putting off that you shouldn't put off anymore, then uh, get a hold of those agents today and they'll help you. Another way you can be prepared for 2024 forpatriots.com, an American company with American products supporting American veterans with each dollar that you spend with them and an American company that you can trust. They're able to employ almost 200 American men and women in order to make sure that you and your family are safe and you're not vulnerable to the large corporations and the governments that will control your food, your water, and your energy. Ladies and gentlemen, go to fourpatriots.com today and prepare the best way that you can for you and your family for no matter what happens, whether that means with energy, whether that means with survival food, or whether that means with survival tools. You can find it at fourpatriots.com, promo code LFA. Actually, it's not even a promo code. I'll do you one better. Fourpatriots.com slash LFA. That's fourpatriots.com slash LFA. It'll already take you right to a page where you already have your discount. Check it out today, 4 slash LFA today. Okay, first slurp of the day, lift up your Rise Up coffee, and let's get busy because we got a lot to get through. James O'Keefe. Yesterday, I promised you that James O'Keefe had a video that he was going to drop at 4 p.m. on Twitter or X. Now, what this video was teasing, or what we saw yesterday that was teasing this video that ultimately came out, was James O'Keefe promising that he was going to show us that the federal government is completely aiding and abetting this human trafficking cartel mission, along with the NGOs, but what we got from James O'Keefe was even better than that, because that stuff has been being exposed by Ben Berkwam for the last two years. What you're about to see that was released by OMG yesterday, O'Keefe Media Group, is the secret migrant center known as the Phoenix Migrant Refugee Facility, where they visited with their cameras and then were bribed by the facility worker or attempted to be bribed by the facility worker in order for their cooperation. But what happens after that is even more incredible. So we're going to go to this uh, video now. Again, folks, this is James O'Keefe, O'Keefe Media Group, and what they've uncovered. And I want to give a big shout-out to not only James O'Keefe, but also Ben Berkwam, um, Ryan Matta, great work. Carlos, great work at the border. 
So many great friends. Anthony Aguero, such great work at the border. Oscar Blue, great work at the border. If it wasn't for you five gentlemen, the world would not know what's happening at the border. So big shout out to those courageous individuals. Roll it. What's that? How much you guys get? Yeah, nada. 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 No digas nada. No digas nada. Give them nothing. IRC is running this shelter. Red Cross doesn't give interviews on this shelter. Are you transporting migrants to the airport, sir? Shut the door right in my face. You just called me a domestic terrorist for asking the questions. Hey, you guys, you guys need to leave, man. You guys need to leave. It's I don't got to leave anywhere. This is a sidewalk. You can leave now. We talk. He's just on my number and that's the kind of individual we're dealing with. And, and if you'd like, you can, go, you can go talk to a judge and, and let him know that you're interested. I'd like to have it on video. What are you so afraid? What are you so afraid? And what are you so afraid? And what are you so afraid? So I'm standing here at 1200 East Apache Street outside what's called the Ann Ott School which has been turned into a makeshift uh, camp for migrants, illegal immigrants, refugees. We've had some pretty hostile encounters with a man who refers to himself as Nunyo, as in Nunyo business. I don't got to leave anywhere. This is a sidewalk. I have a first one right to be here. What is your name? Nanya. Nanya? I have a right to be here. This right here is an old school that has been converted into a welcome center for migrants. And these buses leave on the hour, every hour, to Phoenix Sky Harbor Terminal 4. We're gonna try to talk to the driver here. After speaking to sources who drive the buses and work at the airport, we were able to identify the location of the secretive migrant refugee facility at 1211 East Apache. We found the cagey and evasive behavior of the people who run the facility highly unusual, closing gates, rallying migrants away from us, and running away. Behavior of people who have something to hide. These are migrants on the bus. Are, are you transporting um, migrants to the airport, sir? Shut the door right in my face. One of the companies that transports the migrants is Jet Limousine, which we learned is a subcontractor to a group called Charter Up. These bus companies have instructed their drivers not to talk to any O'Keefe journalist and to even call the police on us when they see us. More on that soon. Hi, sir. Sir, who do you, who do you work for? Sir, I'm wondering, um, who do you work for and are you shipping migrants on buses on the hour? I work for Nunya. Who's on your business, man? Huh, yeah, I'm looking dangerous now. Yeah, they're looking anxious now. Yeah, look at their faces now. What is that? What is none of my business? What? You're shipping migrants on the hour, every hour to the airport? You work for none of your business, Nunyo? None of your business. What's the name of the nonprofit that you guys are getting the contracts with? You can leave now. We're done. We're finished. What's your name? Nunyo. What's your name? It's actually a lot of my business. The public has a right to know. The public, we're not going anywhere. We spoke to two individuals who worked at the Migrant Center, Jesus Moreno and Thomas Robles. Jesus, the man who just slammed the gate on us, then offered us money to make us go away, which sounded to us like a bribe. How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get paid? Jesus, yeah, nada. No digas nada. Jesus, is that your name, Jesus? Jesus wouldn't give us his first or last name, but his boss shouted it out while she was telling him, no digas nada, Spanish for say nothing to them.
No digas nada, give them nothing. So we have a woman saying Jesus, but using just his first name and face, we found him online almost immediately. We have a bus pulling up, guys, right here. There's two buses. They're going the other way, he's waving. So his name is Jesus. He said, don't, Jesus, no digas nada. American Red Cross worker coming up to me and telling me that he can't comment. Do you work here? No. Okay. Especially if you're the press, but no. I'm you sorry? Red Cross doesn't give interviews on this show. You don't give interviews? Red Not Cross on this is the worst. We ran into an American Red Cross worker who did inform us who is running the shelter. Signs of the Red Cross were everywhere, as migrants at the airport were covered in Red Cross blankets provided to them at the secretive location. Which we reported last week. The IRC is running this shelter. What's IRC? International Relief Committee. The ah, International Relief Committee, also known as the International Rescue Committee, is a nonprofit organization whose most recent 990 tax filing shows their gross revenues are around 1.4 billion a year. Woo! And that was just 2021. Woo! In the case of the IRC, a lot of that money is coming from you, the taxpayer. Based upon the Schedule B on the 990 tax form, $415 million is coming directly from the United States government. $178 million came from the Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration. $122 million came from the Department of Health and Human Services. And $114 million came from the Bureau for Humanitarian Assistance. Another $75 million is coming from the European Union. And the rest of their funding, from what we can tell, comes from the private sector and from sources like Catholic Charities. So is this a shelter? Are they busing migrants to the airport? I can't comment, but if you want to talk to, if you get somebody that works here, they can probably comment. Are they busing migrants every hour to the... I, to can't, the... I can't comment. I... We then spoke to a man named Thomas Robles through the fence, who works for IRC and for 10 years worked as a co-executive director for Lucha, Living United for Change in Arizona, a leftist political organization. Robles called us domestic terrorists, and then called the sheriff's office on us. Jesus! Jesus Moreno! Mr. Moreno, can we talk property. to you? I'll ask you to leave, please. Is this sidewalk private property? If you're yelling into the building, that's your HR property <laughs> harassing folks that are here. So if you're asking for people here, you're harassing You think that me, you think that... Because you're asking for folks in this building. So, so Jesus Moreno, attempted to offer me a bribe. He offered me money to, I guess, make me go away and I'd like to ask him for comment. Well, I don't know who that is and I don't know- You don't know who Jesus is? He's right behind you. I know you. that you are, you're asking people here. You're asking people Okay. Did you just call me a domestic terrorist? Well, well- you just called me a domestic terrorist for asking a question. No, you're asking me to leave. Okay, Jesus Moreno just offered me, attempted to Do you offer have me proof money. Of that? I'm sorry? Do you have proof? I have it on video and I'd like your comment. Do you have proof? What? You can put it on the video. You I need to ask him for comment. Do you have proof? I'd like to. Do you have proof? Have it on video. So show it. How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get paid? Jesus, yeah, no, 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 no,
Assistant. Robles did indeed call the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department on us. Since we had more questions, we sent a message to Robles on X to try to get his comment and called the Welcome Center and asked for Robles. Through the phone, we could make out crosstalk between Robles talking to Sergeant Sharp. Welcome Center, how can I help you? Hi there, I'm a journalist looking for comment. Who can I speak with, please? Um, do you have someone to write with? I can give you an email for a person you can contact. I'm looking for Thomas Robles, please. Give me a second. Thank you. Hello? Hi, yes. Looking for Mr. Thomas Robles, please. We heard crosstalk through the phone of the sergeant talking to Robles, making reference to a judge in regards to our presence. He just saw my number in contact. That's the kind of individual to do it. Okay. And, and if you'd like, you can, go, you can go talk to a judge and, and let him know that you're interested. We're looking for a comment on a story we're doing on the Welcome Center where buses depart on the hour with people who cross the country illegally. One of your employees at the Welcome Center, Jesus, said, quote, how much do you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys, who's talking to me. We also have Thomas on video threatening to call the police as we're standing on a sidewalk filming. Yeah, actually, this is Tomas Robles. I actually did, in fact, call the police. Sergeant Sharp is here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Hi, Mr. O'Keefe, I suggest you please do not call us. Are you... Please do not instigate any confrontations. Sir, I'm doing this story. I'm doing a story. I'm asking you for comment. I'm asking you for comment. We're going to publish a story. I will not respond to your harassment. Okay. I will not you harassing Jesus again. Please do not call him or come here looking for him. That would be a sign of harassment. Jesus said, quote, how much do you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys, unquote. Is that, is that accurate? Is that accurate? Okay. ¿Estás pensando en votar en las elecciones en Estados Unidos? Sí. 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 Uh, ¿Qué? Uh, ¿Biden o Trump? Ah, uh, Biden. ¿Biden? Uh, ¿Estás? Bueno, porque nos están dando oportunidad, Biden. ¿Qué? Sí. ¿Biden? Uh, ¿Estás, estás pensando en, en votar en uh, noviembre? ¿Noviembre? ¿Noviembre? Sí. Sí, uh, por... primero Dios, sí. Si nos dan asilo... Así lo permiso. ¿Por qué, ¿Por qué Biden and no Trump? Porque el, 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 el Trump parece que no nos quiere a los hispanos. Um, ya el, el, el Biden nos da, nos da oportunidad de entrar con familia aquí en el honor. Nos sí. dan tanto permiso. Uh, aquí. Sí. Sí, él nos da permiso. See, this is what they brainwash these people with. This is what they brainwash these people with along the trail and tell them Biden is allowing you in. Biden is allowing you in. Talk, any, anytime somebody talks about Trump, Trump doesn't like you. Trump wants to keep you away. Trump will deport you. So then when these people get in front of you know, anyone who's a reporter or a journalist, they have their talking points. But he'll clearly tell you that we came here because Biden said we could be here. Biden welcomes us. All right? Now, here's what I want to show you. Check this out. The secret migrant center that James O'Keefe exposed here where he was bribed. I'll pay you guys. I'll pay you guys, said Jesus Moreno. The crazy thing about this is is 
that this facility gets $415 million, Eli. $415 million of taxpayer money goes to the 501c3 who runs that migrant center that is at 1211 East Apache Street in Phoenix, Arizona. Let me say that one more time. 1211 East Apache Street in Phoenix, Arizona. $415 million, Eli, went to this facility to illegally traffic in and allow an invasion of illegal aliens. What do you think about that, Eli? We're going to give them a call. Ask them why they're so damn un-American. I think we ought to send Ryan Matta down there. Don't you? With his drone? We're going to be getting a hold of Ryan Matta, ladies and gentlemen. If you want Ryan Matta to go down to that center with LFA TV crew, let us know in the live chat. And let us know loud and proud, not only in the live chat, but with some likes and shares. Let's pull up the Rumble chat. And let's see what the great LFA family is saying. American tax dollars. Yep. Who is close by? 1211 East Apache Street in Phoenix, Arizona. 80,000 lost children to these child traffickers. I want my taxpayer money back, says Lovebug. I wonder how many centers there are, says Margie. Amen. Amen. Sissy, yes, we are still planning to do stuff. Yes, but it's a massive effort of of, uh, strategizing. Please send him. Yes, let's do it. Send Matta. Heck yes. Sickening. Go, Ryan. Get it done. Go, 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 Ryan. Lord protect James and Ben and Ryan and Anthony and Oscar and Carlos and everyone. Definitely send Ryan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have spoken, so I will reach out to him. We just passed 5,000 people. Thank you for just joining in. Please make sure you click that thumbs up. We are going to send Ryan down there as well. $415 million. What's up, Eli? Found a number, and it says they're open 24 hours. So they shouldn't be closed whenever anyone calls. What's, put the number in the chat. Put it in there again. Actually, put it in the lower section as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to spend the rest of this week and all weekend long calling these people to tell them we're coming. Not to do anything physically to you, but to expose you. Ryan is coming. As a matter of fact, Eli, Ryan will be on the way shortly. I'll reach out to him today. All right. I want to thank Max Evans for the next video, you guys. Max Evans, clearly the uh, number one guy when it comes to putting these uh, this information together in a short clip, two, three-minute style video. This one is exposing Mayorkas even more. Mayorkas needs to be tried for treason. And I'm going to explain to the LFA family today exactly what constitutes as treason by the Constitution. We're going to go back to the facts today, folks, and we're going to find out who needs to be hung and who doesn't. ...today as guests to discuss threats to the homeland. As our guest... We owe our witnesses respect. Secretary Mayorkas, for the record, are you aware or have you authorized CBP agents to release illegal aliens into America without identifying, screening, or vetting them properly? Uh, Congressman, um, our nation's sovereignty stands strong 
and our brave men and women in, in the Border Patrol. Are you aware, have you authorized CBP agents Early. to release illegal aliens into America without having properly vetted to identify them or collected at least basic biometric data like fingerprints? Congressman, uh, our... Gentlemen, from, uh, uh, Ms. Higgins, allow the Secretary to It's my time, Mr. Chairman. It, if I want to reclaim well, my time, I will. Uh, well... Uh, yeah, I'm going to move on without an answer. Mr. Chairman, are Mr. you asking me for me to yield your time? No, you, you, I'm the chair. Then I'm going to reclaim my no, time. You, look, we don't... Moving on, no, Secretary no, Mayorkas. The gentleman from... Are you interrupting my time, Mr. Chairman? Uh, or are you well, requesting me I'm to trying, yield your time? I'm trying to make sure that we conduct... You're uh, interfering with my five minutes, Mr. Chairman. Well, then the gentleman will... If you request you. me to yield your time, I'll give you time. No, but that's not the procedure. But that is the procedure. It, it is not. It yes, is not. it is. So, of course look, it is. Look, I, I reclaim second. my time and I, I want this time back. Secretary Mayorkas, uh, have you used your authority to suppress exculpatory evidence presented by CBP agents who've come under public attack and condemnation by you and the Biden administration? Two points, if I may, Congressman. I don't even know what you're referring to. And with with respect to your first I'll question, take that as that you're on the record as saying no. U.S. you have not used your authority to suppress exculpatory evidence. If you're if you're an honorable man, and obviously you should be able to say no to that. Who would suppress exculpatory evidence? Is your answer no? I don't even know what you're referring to, Congressman. You will. And and if I may, Secretary Mayorkas, have you encouraged your chain of command to suppress basic law enforcement actions at the border, using internal investigations and threats? in order to force those agents to comply with DHS policies that actually injure the security of our homeland and are contrary to the sworn oath of those agents. Is that the culture you've created? Congressman, I don't even know what you're referring to. You will. And I am. Oh. Secretary Mayorkas, oh, final you question, will. sir. Honor and it's been rumored and nobility throughout the Department of Homeland Security. That is you represent that nobility, is Secretary Mayorkas? Congressman, that is what I am dedicated to. It's been rumored, Secretary, that you're going to resign prior to January the 3rd. Any truth to those rumors? That is a false rumor. All right. We look forward to seeing you in January. Woo! Clay Higgins. Clay Higgins, Matt Gates, those kind of firebrand, no-crap-taking men that are occupying Congress. I love Clay Higgins. I love people like that. Clay Higgins just met with Donald J. Trump, has endorsed Donald J. Trump, and with one, one little statement, he tweeted out a picture of shaking Trump's hand and says, have faith. We got this. I want to thank everybody who's sending in money to send Ryan. This is how bad. Folks, it isn't just going to be Ryan. Can I just tell you that? It isn't just going to be Ryan. No, 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 no. We're sending the LFA family. Oh, we're sending the LFA family. You guys are going to meet Ryan down there. Jen Sunshine, 100 bucks for Ryan. 20 bucks from B. Kangle, 2000 for Ryan. T. Greenwald, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, T. Greenwald. Happy birthday to you. Christina Mosier, $10. Send Ryan. Super Nurse, $10. Send Ryan. Nancy, $25. Send Ryan. Kristen Jackson, $20. Happy New Year from Kirsten. Is me for the LFA TV Travel Fund. Scotty, for the Server Fund. You guys, I want you guys to meet Ryan there. So we're going to make this, we're going to figure this out. We're going to send Ryan probably 
I would assume at this point next week. I will let you know when that's going to be. I want everybody in the vicinity of that area when Ryan gets there to meet him, welcome him, embrace him, and whoever we send from the LFA TV family, do the same, and we're all going to go down there together. How about that? How about that? Race mom, I'll be there to meet Ryan. The real J-Po for Ryan. Expose them all. This is what we're talking about. Strength in numbers. Power in the people. Thank you all so much for your donations for this cause. And we'll make sure that we get on it. Now, we're going right back to the border because Speaker Johnson, Speaker Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson, who I'm not very happy with, he did a press conference down there, Eli. He did a press conference at the border. You know how I wanted Trump to do a, uh, a rally at the border? Well, Speaker Johnson and other rhinos decided to go to the border and have a press conference on the Rio Grande River. You'll never guess what was happening while the presser was going on. Illegal streaming over? Ding, 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 Smarty Award for Mr. Producer Eli. Let's bring this video up. (laughs) Keep the video still. Keep it still. All right. See where my cursor is here on this video, on the screen? This right here where I'm circling, this is the presser. Right here. This is where the Mike Johnson press kit, uh, presser was going on. Thank you, Barb. Watch what happens right here. Not 100 feet away. Not 100 feet away. Play the video. Uh, uh, they're waving at them. They are friggin' waving at them. They have no fear. They're waving at the third most powerful man in this country. Hi, we're walking into your country. You're not doing anything about it. You're having a presser, a photo op, to make it look like you actually care. Can you believe that? Can you? I mean, I can believe it, I guess. There's another video here. Play this one. Look at there's the presser right up there to your upper right. And they're just right there. They're right there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now one time did Speaker Johnson say anything, Eli, about it. Thank you, bowling fan, for Ryan and your new server. Thank you so much. 5,300 people watching. We appreciate you guys being here. Click the thumbs up. Now, Ben Berkwam was there, our wonderful, great, amazing, patriotic, fearful Ben Berkwam. And get this, Eli. Ben Berkwam asks... Speaker Michael Johnson and the rest of everybody up there. I want to see a show of hands. How many people will shut down the government if we don't shut down the border? And do you know what they said back? We're not in a school classroom. We're not giving you a show of hands. Oh, don't believe me? Turn up your video or your volume and just watch. Who will vote to shut down the government? We're not going to do show hands. We're not in a classroom. We're not doing show hands. Well, here's the here's the deal on the on the shutdown. We're, we are working hard to uh, get the appropriations bills done, and the resolve that uh, of this group and that you've seen with our votes and and carrying over and crushing the Christmas omnibus fever as we did with our laddered approach and the two step CR. We have until mid January. You have until early February to get the approved bills done. 
Listen closely. Who will vote to shut down the government? No, we're not going to do show of hands. We're not in a classroom. We're not doing show of hands. We're not in a classroom. We're not doing show of hands. Excuse me, you piece of Adam Schiff. You'll do what the hell I tell you to do because you work for me and you haven't done anything for the American people but show up and do photo ops like Kevin McCarthy did. Remember when Kevin McCarthy went to the border and tough talked the same speech that Mike Johnson gave? We're not going to show a hand. This isn't a classroom. No, this is the border. Look back there. There's people walking right behind you. This is a hell of a lot more detrimental than a classroom. Dink. Now I asked you a question, and I will get an answer. Will you vote to shut down the government if they do not shut down the border? We're not going to show a hand. Well, uh, look what we're pro- uh, look what we're uh, committed to do, Eli. What we're uh, what we're committed to do is just keep doing what we've been doing and uh, put pressure on the Biden administration because the Biden administration is really well the ones that are uh, that are at fault here and blah blah blah. We're just trying to do. What we- I'm so sick of it. Vacate him. Can we please vacate Mike Johnson? I mean, when the illegals are crossing right behind you, you got to do something at that point. I mean, look, I'm, I'm all for giving people chances, but my gosh, if there are border people crossing behind you while you're talking tough on a mic, and then you say to Ben Berkwam, the guy who has put his life on the line time and time and time again, was in a gunfight for crying out loud. We're not giving you a show of hands. This is not a classroom. Time to vacate. Time to vacate, and let's get this man back, shall we? Let's get this man back, because he has just come out and said this border issue, he told the Des Moines Register in Iowa, this border issue will be closed, fixed on day one. Ukraine will be done on day one. Palestine will be done on day one. Any talk with war with Iran will be done on day one. The border will be closed on day one. It's that simple. Eli, were you going to say something? I just want to shut them down right there and said, you know, first and foremost, don't you dare speak to this man like that. He's done more for this country than you could ever hope to in decades of your life. And secondly, answer the question. That's what you're paid for. Amen. I want Speaker Clay Higgins. I want Speaker Clay Higgins or Speaker Matt Gates. I know that that's not going to happen, but that's what I want. That's what I want. <coughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump writes a column saying how I will end Joe's Biden border disaster on day one. Donald Trump wrote this. This is how I will end Joe Biden's border disaster on day one. The most urgent task facing the next president is to end Joe Biden's nation-wrecking nightmare. I love that. On our southern border, he wrote. I am the only candidate who will stop this invasion, and I will do it on day one. Under the Trump administration, we had the most secure border in U.S. history. We ended catch and release and removed over one million illegal aliens in my first term. I negotiated unprecedented agreements with Central American nations and brokered remain in Mexico to stop the flow of migrants to our border. I also got the Mexican government to deploy tens of thousands of soldiers to the border free of charge. On my first day back in office, I will terminate every open border policy of the Biden administration and immediately restore the full set of strong Trump border policies. I want everybody in Chicago to listen to this right now. I want you to send this to your liberal families in New York City who are sick and tired of the migrants. I want you to send this to your family members who might have been on the fence about voting for Trump but are overrun in their communities right now. Send this to them. 
He goes on to say, then we will begin a record-setting deportation operation. Joe Biden has given us no choice. The millions of illegal aliens who have invaded under Biden require a record number of removals. This is just common sense. To achieve this goal, I will make clear to every department and to every state and local government that we must use all resources and authorities available. We will shift massive portions of federal law enforcement to immigration enforcement. That's right. Just like they're following us around with the U.S. Marshals, we're going to take everything that they're doing and we're going to basically shift their responsibilities to immigration enforcement. He said, including parts of the DEA, the ATF, the FBI, and the DHS. Biden and his party have allowed our country to be invaded, and it is completely intentional. If America wants to see its border secure, there is only one choice in 2024, Donald Trump. Amen. That's a strong message right there. That's a strong message. Now, the most important part of the show, the most important part of the show that you must share with your Democrat friends right now, because I'm about to prove to you that Joe Biden is guilty of treason. I'm going to prove to you right now, Joe Biden... Kamala Harris, Mayorkas, those three are guilty of treason, and I can prove it to you by the Constitution. Are you ready? Good. Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. I will read it in the way it is written, and then I will give you a translation into an easier way to understand it from a constitutional attorney. But you shouldn't need an easier way to understand it. It isn't the King James Version. Tech, uh, t- Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. The United States shall guarantee in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasions and on application of the legislature or of the executive when, legislative, when legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. Let me read for you a translation. The United States will guarantee every state a government elected by the citizens of that state. That's a, republic, a Republican form of government. That's why we're a constitutional republic. And it will protect the states from attack. The United States will also protect the states from local fighting or riots. Summer of love. If the state legislature asks for it, the governor can ask for this protection if the legislature of that state is not meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, what section four, article four and section four of the United States of America says is it requires the government to protect its borders from invasion. But what I like even better is Article 3, Section 3. Because these two connect to each other. So now let's go to Article 3, Section 3, which says this. In the case that they don't protect us from these attacks and these invasions, treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act 
or on confession in open court? Well, we've got two, Ben Berkwam and Ryan Matter. They could do it. The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person attained. Let me read for you the constitutional translation. Shall I? Treason or betraying the United States is making war against the United States or being loyal to an enemy of the United States or giving that enemy help or comfort. Does anybody want to tell me what the NGOs and the Biden administration have been doing to enemies of this country, people coming from enemies of this country, unvetted, with weapons, with disease, human trafficking, coming in illegally. Does anybody want to take a stab at what these NGOs, the Red Cross, the Catholic Church, Lula, and all the other ones, and the Biden administration are guilty of doing? Well, it says, hmm, giving aid or help or comfort. Nobody can be found guilty of treason unless two people describe the same obvious act of treason in open court or unless the accused person says in open court that he or she did it. Congress decides how to punish treason. If someone is guilty of treason, their family cannot be punished. The disgrace of the traitor and any fines they owe will go with them to their death, but not past that. So by those definitions, is Joe Biden... Secretary Mayorkas and Kamala Harris guilty of treason? Yes or no? It's pretty simple. We'll make that a short clip, Eli. It's pretty simple. So then I decided to go even deeper. I decided to say, okay, they'll just say we're not being invaded because there's not military men with guns invading us. So I went and I looked up the definition of invasion. Let's do that together, shall we? Because I'll read to you what the definition of invasion is. Here's what it says. An instance of invading a country or region, an incursion by a large number of people of, or things into a place or sphere of activity, an unwelcome intrusion into another's domain, and if I ask what other definitions there are, an invasion is the movement of an army into a region, usually in a hostile attack that's part of conflict or war, an encroachment upon the rights of another, the incursion of an army for conquest or plunder. Does anybody want to tell me if everything that I just said in the articles and the sections and the definition of the word invasion who does that fall, or who falls under that? Who's guilty of that? Joe Biden, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and Kamala Harris. Those three for sure are guilty of those crimes, which is treason, and Congress is the only body of law that can decide the punishment for that crime. But it says that the punishment for treason is... This isn't Jeremy Harrell making threats to any elected official or anybody. This is the Constitution of the United States, Article 4, Section 4, Article 3, Section 3, both telling you what this government is supposed to do, protect us and protect our borders. If they do not, it falls. The Constitution says that it falls on the rights of the American citizen to then arm up 
militia up and protect those borders and your homes and your rights. And it says that anybody that is guilty of doing what Section 4, Article 4 said that we should be protected from, they shall be guilty of treason, according to Article 3, Section 3. So you can sit, piss, moan, cry, complain all you want, Democrats, but your president is guilty of treason. Your Department of Homeland Security uh, secretary is guilty of treason, and your vice president is guilty of treason. And I, Jeremy Harrell, as an American citizen, a sovereign citizen of these United States of America in this constitutional republic, one nation, under God, charge Joseph Robinette Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, and Kamala Harris with the charge of treason. And I, under the authority of my rights in a constitutional republic, charge you of that and will testify to that in open court upon your head. And I know other people will as well with video proof and everything else that we, have to, uh, that we need, including the NGOs. The NGOs are the key to all of it, folks. The NGOs are the key to all of it. What a segment, Eli, huh? What a segment. Let's pull up the Rumble chat. Let's see what the LFA family is saying. Most elected officials are guilty of treason. Remove them all and start over. I like that. God bless America. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Stop letting it control you. Wake up. Says Natalie. Guilty as charged. J.A. Fish. Treason equals death. Zena Bailey. Amen, Jeremy. They guilty, says T. Mitchell. I like that. They just guilty. Go, Jeremy, says MAGA mom. Declues. Our government doesn't follow the Constitution. No one is doing their job. Demons too thick in the Capitol. Sink, to, sink it to Sheol. Miranda says, off with his head, says Shan. Short clip of that. Oh, we'll make a short clip of that. We'll make a short clip of that. Eli, can you make that a note? Since I'm leaving right after the show today, you probably want to remember that. We, uh, it was uh, about 55 minutes into the show, we started talking about it. Ended on the hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, I, I don't know about you, but I think we need a, I, I think we need a quick break. I think we need a quick break, talk about some of our sponsors here. First one I want to talk about, actually the third one now that I want to talk about is OFP Farms. So every month I get a hold of Denise and Corey and I say, would you guys like to continue the partnership? You know what their answer is? Are you kidding me? If you'll have us. Do you know why they say that? They don't say that because Jeremy Harrell says OFP Farms, promo code LFA15. They say that because of you guys. They're in the chat every day. I mean, what businesses are in the chat every day that they partner with? Becoming one with the other LFA family members. That alone should show you how trustworthy they are as people and how trustworthy their business is. And if it still doesn't sell you, then all you have to do is go to their website and scroll down and look at some of their products. These are packaged far better than any large corporation that sells soap, body oil, shampoo, uh, body lotion, Beard and body oils, bath bombs, chapstick. Nobody does it like OFP Farms. So do me a favor, folks. Help our partners make a little bit of money and help them stay partnering with us so we can make a little bit of money and everybody wins and you get a great product. OFPFarms.com. OFPFarms.com. Join their herd. Join the newsletter. And use promo code LFA15 at the time of checkout for 15% off. And I know you guys have heard us talking about it. A million times over, 
but I can't say it enough. The air, you are only as good as the air that you breathe. Your home and your family is only as healthy as the air that is in that house. And the things that pass through your door every day. You get visitors. They're bringing in something from the outside. Your kids come home. They're bringing in God knows what. So ladies and gentlemen, to keep your air 100% clean and clear of viruses and bacteria and, and uh, unwanted dust and heavy air, the EnviroCleanse unit is going to be the only unit that you can trust. I guarantee you. And they guarantee it. You can send it back for a full money back guarantee. Now, here's what you have here, folks. You have three different ones. The EnviroCleanse Air System Plus, which is $799. The Air System, which is $699. And then the Smart Cube, which is $1,000. It's a little bit smaller. It does a smaller area. So there you go. And there's, there is the price to change your HEPA filters. So they make it very, very easy and accessible. And you can make payment plans today by going to ekpure.com, ekpure.com, promo code LFA. Remove the impurities that linger around you. And that includes Democrats, ladies and gentlemen, ekpure.com. I'll tell you what, Eli, if EnviroCleanse could make a unit that sucked in a Democrat and spit out a Republican, then we'd be talking. That's a lot of cleaning. That's a lot of cleaning. But Eli, think about that. Sucks in a, Repu- a Democrat and spits out a Republican. Be the greatest selling device of all time. <laughs> I would take it with me wherever I go, and I'd be making smart people everywhere that I went. Wouldn't that be incredible? Anyway, EKPR.com. Folks, we are approaching 5,600 people. I want to say thank you for joining in. We are now starting our second hour of Live from America, so you're, at a, you're in good hands here. I want to give you guys, we have the Epstein client list that started coming out, okay? Thanks to the federal judge that had no fear in all of this. I want to give you guys a 5,000-foot overview of the Epstein story. I won't play this whole video, but it's a good time for me to take a break, refill my coffee, and let you guys see this atrocity that is Jeffrey Epstein and the Pedo Island. Now, I'm playing this for you just to remind you of how imperative it is that we get every single name and every single testimony that was in court about these high-level officials that are running our country and running the world. Let's start with the 5,000-foot overview. Roll it. He's accused of recruiting a network of young girls he sexually abused at his mansions in Florida and New York. Law enforcement officials tell NBC News he faces two counts of sex trafficking for alleged crimes. Trafficking underage girls to the private island near St. Thomas. Some even refer to it as pedophile island. Authorities say he declared it his primary residence. Sleazy Wall Street tycoon Jeffrey Epstein used the Lolita Express to ferry a bevy of beautiful young women. Among the passengers, former President Bill Clinton and Britain's Prince Andrew. Newly obtained documents show Clinton actually took at least 26 flights on Epstein's private jet. According to NBC News, Jeffrey Epstein has died by suicide in his jail cell. People that blow the whistle on elite pedophiles tend to have accidents. And a lot of those people have died mysteriously. NBC News has learned that disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Epstein took his own life while he was behind bars. Uh, There's absolutely no excuse for this. What happened here to me is mind-boggling. 
the guy was a high-risk prisoner, wasn't, wasn't he? I mean, he, he's a guy that there are probably 50 very important people that have a motive to kill him. We don't even know who they are. It's true. But we know there are some people that are in a lot of trouble because of Epstein. They know who they are. A shocking new report from the New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. You report these two men met at least six times. Well, I believe that there were more. This included visits to the mansion, seeing each other in Seattle, flying on Epstein's plane. When flight logs revealed that Gates had been a passenger on the Lolita Express, he claimed that he didn't know that the private jet belonged to Epstein. He also denied that he and Mr. Epstein were involved in any business deals. However, an expose by the New York Times revealed that not only did Bill Gates initiate a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein well after he was convicted of sex crimes, but the two were also involved in the process of co-founding a multi-billion dollar charitable fund. Why would they ever set up a charitable trust benefiting Jeffrey Epstein? That it was all about philanthropy, that Bill Gates just wanted to find new sources of money. Why would one of the richest men in the world choose to partner with the world's most notorious pedophile? His flight logs contain names of some of the biggest, most famous, and most powerful people on the planet. Members of the royal family, Prince Andrew, models like Naomi Campbell, famous actors like Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton on those flight logs over 25 times. Hillary Clinton, she's also been to the islands. So the bigger question is, how many people that went on his private jet, that went to his private island, that went to his massive ranch in New Mexico, were also involved in the rape, torture, and trafficking of children? I would say pretty much all of them. Oh, and who do we have there getting ready to speak? Cindy McCain. Remember that video where Cindy McCain, wife of deceased John McCain, who was a rhino trader himself, by the way, when she said here on this video, we all knew what Epstein was up to, but, you know, nobody did anything. Because he, run a, he ran a honeypot. The same honeypot that Israel runs and has over American politicians. The same honeypot that China runs and has over American politicians. But it's not just politicians. It's lobbyists who pen the bills for those politicians. It's actors with big power. It's athletes with big power. It's people that cannot have their career destroyed by any means necessary. And they're all lured in the same way that James O'Keefe lures in uh, corrupt evil people to spill the guts, spill the secrets with the illusion of sex. Sex is a powerful tool, folks. It gets people talking. It gets people killed. And it makes people rich. And it makes people powerful. And that's what this whole thing was. And it was a CIA psyop run by our government to honeypot trap anybody and everybody that they may need to use in the future. And that is why these lists, all these lists have not come out until now, and they're just starting to trickle out because of the, um, the seriousness of them. But one thing I do like is Donald Trump was completely exonerated from any 
relationship at all with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, do you know last night, Eli, CNN was so desperate that they were showing pictures of Donald, that one picture of Donald Trump and Epstein together, that one time they were photographed or videoed right next to each other and they were talking. CNN actually ran that and showed that yesterday, even though the transcript from the testimony read this. Did you ever see Donald Trump at Jeffrey's home? No, not that I can remember. On his island? No, not that I can remember. In New Mexico? No, not that I can remember. In New York? No, not that I can remember. So then there was another, there was another, I'm reading another section here where they're talking about all the names. Marvin Minsky, I don't know that. George Lucas, no. Donald Trump, no. Did you ever massage Donald Trump as people are allega- uh, uh, um, people's allegations are? No. Then the next question, sorry, I have to ask, but did you ever have sex with Alan Dershowitz in the back of a limousine with Virginia and Jeffrey present? Objection. Absolutely not, said the witness. Did they ask you to engage in sexual content, a contact, and you refused? No. Then they go on again, and you're sure you never saw Donald Trump there? No. So there's that testimony from th- that, th- that we're using here, of this witness here, is a very strong testimony because this is the testimony that they used to convict Jelaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, right, which I don't believe is dead, by the way. Eli, I don't believe he's dead at all. Do you? Not hardly. He was one of the most important people in the world. I mean, in their world, one of the most important, powerful people. Evil doesn't die. It just changes. He's right, probably right back on his island, living it up, having a great old time. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Donald Trump also barred him from Mar-a-Lago, barred him from his home, barred him from everywhere, doesn't want anything to do with him. And we know that now for sure. We always knew that. Three individuals known in the court documents as Doe 105, Doe 107, and Doe 110 have made appeals. Documents related to Doe's 105, 107, and 110 are being withheld during this period of time. Um, Moving on, it does, however, talk about Bill Clinton quite a bit. Do you know if Bill Clinton was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein? Answer, I knew he had dealings with Bill Clinton. I did not know they were friends until I read the Vanity Fair article about them going to Africa together. Question, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Bill Clinton? Answer, he said one time that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. Okay. But then, Eli, Jimmy Kimmel comes out yesterday to Aaron Rodgers and says, Dear a-hole, I never had anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein. If you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to come with a lawsuit. (laughs) Oh, we're so scared. Put the pictures up on the uh, screen here, will you? So Aaron Rodgers called Jimmy Kimmel out for his connection to Epstein a few days ago, only to have Kimmel Kimmel deny it on X, saying, Dear a-hole, I never had anything to do with this person. If you don't shut your mouth, blah, 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 you know the rest. Now, Kimmel was named as one of the person who had sex 
with one of Jeffrey Epstein's trafficked victims in court. Kimmel, also a long connection with Bill Clinton, was friends with Frank Gistra, founder of Lionsgate Entertainment and philanthropist for children. Gistra was on the board of the Clinton Foundation at the same point, at the same time as he was running his own charities, the Ratcliffe Foundation and this other one I can't even read. Even more concerning is the connection between Kimmel and Epstein as it comes to other uh, employees that work for them as well. And then there's this. Pop this on the screen. We'll get to the connection of the employees. Did you ever meet Jimmy Kimmel? Yes, twice. Where was this? At Jeffrey's house in Palm Beach. Did you ever give him a massage? Yes, both times. And did you ever engage in sex? With, and that's cut off. I did the second time I met him. Wow. I guess Aaron Rodgers can't get sued. Because, you know, this was in court. Now, Jimmy Kimmel is seen with Bill Clinton in many, many places, but also with gentlemen like this that you see in this photo. Now, the gentleman that you see in this photo is Gistra. I don't know who the two other gentlemen are, but one of them is Frank Gistra, okay, who had all these ties to the Clintons and was on the island as well and did a lot of sexual favors. Anybody recognize this symbol right here? That's Gistra right there. Anybody recognize this symbol right here? I'm sure you do. That's the pedophile symbol, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that is. That's the pedophile symbol, the blue triangle has been identified by the FBI as a symbol for young boy pedophilia. The organization that uh, Frank Gistra ran, the charity, was that logo. They have since changed their logo for obvious reasons. But the internet never forgets. The internet never forgets. There's some more of Frank Gistra and his little pedo symbol, Right? Oh, we got so much more. Here's some more. Frank Gistra, board of directors of the Clinton Foundation. He owns the Ratcliffe Foundation, which owns the Alpita Home for Refugees. And there's the pedo symbol. Does anybody remember this symbol down here? Remember this symbol that was on um, Ellen DeGeneres' T-shirt or her uh, sweatshirt? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, these are people that Jimmy Kimmel runs with. These are people that Jimmy Kimmel runs with that he then came out and said, oh, yeah, uh, you do this and I'm going to sue you. Well, in court cases, the testimony was you were there. So that prompted MSNBC, excuse me, NBC to go on the air immediately and start simping for Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Any wrongdoing by the former president suggests that he was involved in a crime. It's merely talking about his connections to Epstein, something that has already, again, been out there, but he has obviously maintained uh, his innocence and denied any wrongdoing as it relates to any abuse by people that uh, Epstein exploited, Tom. The interactions 
that Clinton, former President Bill Clinton, may have had with Jeffrey Epstein. She specifically asked about meals with Clinton. She says she can't re recollect any meals with him. She's asked about whether he may, being Clinton, may have had a meal on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. She says, quote, I'm sure they had a meal on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. So, Tom, these are the types of interactions that we expected. Much of this has already been reported in the public domain. But it's different now, of course, seeing it in a court filing. These are court files that have been redacted, kept under wraps for many years as part of that civil litigation that I mentioned. And we're going to continue pouring through to uncover what we have. So basically simping or, or, or trying some way, shape or form to stick up for Clinton, I guess. Now, before we get to the tie between Jimmy Kimmel and Jeffrey Epstein that ties them together with a co-worker or with an employee, I should say, I want to take you back when Sheila Jackson was running for mayor. She had Hillary Clinton come uh, on the campaign trail with her and stump for her. Well, during this one of these speeches, a guy just disrupts the whole thing and says, your husband was went to uh, Epstein Island whatever many times. Watch the way the crowd responds. Instead of listening, because they know who Epstein is. Everybody in the world knows who he is. Instead of listening to this guy's allegations, they don't want to hear about their fellow pedophile being a pedophile. You want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, why'd your husband visit Epstein Island 26 times? crowd does not want to hear about the fact that Hillary Clinton's husband is a rapist and a pedophile, okay? Uh, that's another thing that I'm saying on TV right now to thousands of people around the world, tens of thousands will see this, Bill Clinton is a pedophile and a rapist. Now, there's, I should be hit with a lawsuit, Eli. They should be hitting me with a lawsuit by the end of the show if I'm wrong, if I'm defaming his character in any way. But Eli, remind me, who was it that was impeached for lying to Congress about having sex in the Oval Office with a cigar and then came out and said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And I did not inhale that marijuana cigarette when I smoked it. Eli, who was that? Oh, it was that cigar-smoking, saxophone-playing, blue-dress-loving president of ours. Slick Willie, ladies and gentlemen. Slick Billy Willie. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I used a cigar, not my penis. <laughs> I used a Patriot cigar, not my penis. <laughs> yeah, we believe those people. 
We believe those people, by the way, Prince Andrew mentioned many times where a, uh, a victim describes how Pin- Prince Andrew grabbed her breast violently and Epstein bragging about taking little girl's virginity. The little girl by the pool is part, like you go through some of this testimony and your mind will be blown. Now, there is a woman by the name of Sarah Kellen. I don't know, but I think Sarah Kellen might be Doe 107. Remember the, the first one that uh, tried to get this and, and successfully got the, court, uh, the rest of the court documents delayed? I believe her name is Sarah Kellen, and she was Jeffrey Epstein's personal assistant, pedophile assistant, I should say. Now, she holds a mountain of insider secrets. And those will probably be her get-out-of-jail-free card at some point as well. Her name is Sarah Kellen, ladies and gentlemen. And Sarah Kellen is Jeffrey Epstein's former assistant, his right-hand woman. Quietly waiting for the court documents to be released, exposing hundreds of people with ties of pedophile sex trafficking ring. And I'll guarantee you that she will use that evidence that she has as a way to keep her out of jail. But I say... No mercy for these people or that anybody that was involved. If you were involved in any way, shape, or form, no mercy for you. Now, the one thing about Jimmy Kimmel, going back to Jimmy Kimmel, is that Jimmy Kimmel's private chef was also the private chef of Jeffrey Epstein on Jeffrey Epstein's, in Jeffrey Epstein's property. Again, let me say that one more time. Jimmy Kimmel's private chef was Jeffrey Epstein's private chef. And when asked how they met each other, their answer was, I don't know how we met. I don't know how we ended up meeting. But he was doing a pig roast. That After we met, he did a big pig roast for me, and it was great in my backyard, Jimmy Kimmel said. Where do you think those two met? Now, the fact that Jeffrey Epstein's former chef went to work for Jimmy Kimmel as his private chef does not mean that Jimmy Kimmel was having sex with children with Jeffrey Epstein. But it does say that Jimmy Kimmel is a liar because when he said dear a-hole to Aaron Rodgers, he made it very clear that he has in no way, shape, or form any ties with or stayed with or slept with or been with or spent any time with Jeffrey Epstein or anybody in his inner circle. No deals for the wicked. Ain't no deals for the wicked. Exonerations don't grow on trees. We got cells to fill and pedophiles to kill. I think a pedophile should, be, should get the death penalty, don't you, Eli? Yeah. People point it out all the time. We put dogs down whenever they bite a child or something like that. Same type of thing. So if you put a dog down for biting a child, you should put a human down for banging a child. Right, Eli? You always see those bumper stickers, kill your local heroin dealer. Kill your local pedophile. I mean, I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm a Christian. But hey, I know there's a bunch of people out there that ain't. Sick, disgusting people. All right, before we go to our next segment, uh, you know what? Let's purge and let's purify. Let's purge and purify, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about fieldofgreens.com. 
Pure organic superfood, real food, not extracts. You've got your wild berry. You've got your strawberry lemonade. You've got your supercharged. You've got your raw with no stevia whatsoever. You've got many, many different kinds to choose from. But I can promise you this, no matter what you decide, no matter what, so- what kind that you choose from Brickhouse Nutrition Field of Greens, it's going to change your life. And it, all it is, folks, is right from the ground or from the tree or from the bush, ground into a powder and put into a jar. That's it. That's about as organic and real as it gets. And like it says, whether you are an elite athlete or just looking for, to add a bit of health into your daily routine, They've got a perfect set of products and a perfect solution to meet your goals, never compromising on quality. And their team of physicians, who I talked to before they came on as a partner, creates products that use real ingredients so you and your family can get the real benefits of your daily amount of fruits and your daily amount of vegetables. And you can start today, folks, by going to fieldofgreens.com. That is fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, and get in the best shape of your life today because garbage in, garbage out. Greatness in, greatness out. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Wow, we had a lot of numbers today, Eli, for a Thursday. I want to move on to Donald Trump and his uh, filing. Um to have the Colorado Supreme Court and their decision to remove him from the ballot in Colorado, Trump asks the Supreme Court to get involved and overturn their decision. Now, Trump is already on the ballot there. He doesn't really need to do anything because they stayed their own decision until they heard anything from the Supreme Court whatsoever and saying nothing is going to keep him on the ballot. Donald Trump is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn the Colorado decision. Donald Trump is asking the Supreme Court to overturn the Maine Secretary of State's uh, Sheena Bellows decision because Donald Trump wants to put an end to this crap right now. Trump does not want to deal with this anymore. And rightfully so. He needs to get out on the campaign trail for 2024. So Donald Trump has asked the Supreme Court to overturn the Colorado Supreme Court's decision that barred him from the 2024 ballot because even doing nothing and nothing happening doesn't set a statement in stone, doesn't put a statement down that says nobody else is going to try this crap. I'm not paying lawyers to be in court for this crap anymore. Now, what is Donald Trump arguing? Well, Donald Trump is arguing three things, folks, okay? He's arguing, actually, he's arguing four things. His lawyers are arguing four things. Number one, Congress is the only person who can, or the only body that can determine whether the 14th Amendment was violated or not, not the states. And the Constitution says that. Since we went to Constitution class today here on LFA, there's a little bit, there's a little bit more for you. Donald Trump's uh, attorneys are arguing that Congress is the only one that can determine whether there was an insurrection or not, not the states. Number two. The 14th Amendment does not apply to the president. He took a different oath of office. So when you read the 14th Amendment about what bars somebody from holding office, it never mentions the word president. Never once does it mention the word president. It talks about people being elected to these positions that have engaged in this as civilians or those people that are in those positions like senator or house of representatives or anybody else that took those posi- that took an oath of office 
that then went ahead and violated that oath of office. They can't. Donald Trump's oath of office was not the same as a senator's, is not the same as a House of Representatives, is not the same as a governor's. The president's oath of office is different and separate from all of the other ones, which is why nowhere in that 14th Amendment does it mention that an acting president, an acting president could violate that because he didn't take that oath of office. And that's another argument that the Donald Trump attorneys are making. Doesn't say it in the Constitution. How can you just make it up? Third one, there was no insurrection. There's never been a charge of insurrection. There's never been a claim or an accusation, a real one of insurrection. Donald Trump wasn't facing insurrection charges in Congress. And anything that did bring up against him in Congress, he was exonerated from. So you cannot ban him because he engaged in an insurrection that did not happen. That's his third argument. So there cannot, you can't, he can't be guilty of engaging in something that didn't happen. And the fourth argument is that the Colorado Supreme Court ruling was premature and violated the electors clause of the Constitution, which they're right on that. So therefore, arguments, he is exactly 100% set in stone going to win. Again, it was never meant to bar him. It's only meant to smear him. Now, you've heard a number of these presidential candidates talk about how they would give Donald Trump a uh, pardon if they become president, as if he'd need it. They would pardon Donald Trump. Nikki Haley said she'd do it. Ron DeSantis said he'd do it. Vivek Ramaswamy said he would do it. Knowing that they don't have a chance, a snowball's chance in hell to win anyway, so it's merely for brownie points or for trying to get favor with the Trump team because none of them like Donald Trump and all of them want him to die. But boy, the donut king, he just can't, he just can't do it. The donut king said never as he joined The View and looked just like another squawking fat pig up there. He looked right, Eli, he looked right in place, didn't he? Oh, yeah. The view. <laughs> the view of my feet I can't see, says Chris Christie. If you became president, no. would you pardon him? No. 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 And, no. And, and the, the reason is because one of the things, as a governor, I, I issued pardons. And one of the things you have to do is look at the person. The person has to accept responsibility for what they did. Do you think Donald Trump will ever accept no. responsibility no. for anything he did? It would be really the easiest pardon decision I would ever have to make as president. You don't accept responsibility. Too bad. Go to jail. You don't accept responsibility. Too bad. Go to jail. I know where he's not going. Dunkin' Donuts. You know, you know when people got the fat in their throat they're because they're so fat? The fat's just in their throat. That, that's, a, that's what you hear, that fat coming out. I do not have a chance. You're not going to pardon anybody because you won't be able to pardon anybody because you are a nobody. 
And not that you want to hear any more of this gurgling, disgusting lard. But, man, he fit in so good on The View. I think they're going to hire him after he loses this race. Oh, no. (laughs) That we don't know what's going to happen because that's the magic of this country. People go in and they pull a lever or they sign something. So you have to wait with the rest of us. Remember, Joe Biden... Joe Biden was finished mm-hmm. after New Hampshire in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then he stole Everybody the election, he was finished. Chris. He should yeah. drop out. Carolina he went down State. to South Carolina and won big and then won all the states on Super well, Tuesday. Well, that's why we can't listen to pundits. Well, not really. Right? Well, Bernie was still running. Clyburn's. Right? Clyburn. Yeah. But Clyburn helped him Clyburn significantly. Helped him what I'm saying, Alyssa, is that what we don't know right. what people are going to do when they get in the voting That's place. right. And so let's see what happens. And look, it's not like he's running a vigorous campaign. The guy spends more time playing golf and sitting in a tuxedo at Mar-a-Lago than he says worrying about the, 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 the concerns and the problems of this country. Um, and, and he's a, a menace around the world. And you spend more time at the buffet of Pizza Hut than anybody spends at work. Chris Krispy Kreme, Donut King Christie. That's hard to say, actually. I saw somebody in the comment section um, on Twitter said, this guy Crispy spends more time with liberals on The View than articulating any conservative principles or fighting for anything that our country needs. Another person said, you really need to keep quiet before you look even worse than the putts that you already are. I I swear these people just, they're just invigorated with hate. They just hate this country so bad. Now, I'd say Nikki Haley also hates this country. I wouldn't say that Ron DeSantis hates this country. I mean, Ron DeSantis did go fight for this country, right? He did sign his name on that dotted line, and he did do a great job for Florida. I don't think Ron DeSantis hates this country, but I think Nikki Haley does. I think Nikki Haley does. I think Nikki Haley hates this country because she's constantly got us in perpetual war, constantly. I mean, how can you love the country that you claim to love and live in if, A, you weren't born here, uh-oh. And B, you're constantly putting us into a never-ending story of war. I want to move on to this legal scholar who asserts that U.S. Constitution disqualifies, Nick, disqualifies Nikki Haley from being president or a vice presidential candidate. Oh, look at her, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, look at Nikki Haley. So sad. Anyway, let's get into this. Paul Paul Ingracia reignited a fiery debate over what it means to be a natural-born citizen under the U.S. Constitution, a debate with significant implications for potential president and vice president of the United States. Published on American Greatness, Paul Ingracia, a law clerk, a two-time Claremont fellow and member of presidential Trump, President Trump's National Economic Council, meticulously examined the constitutional provision that has been at the heart of eligibility controversies involving political figures from John McCain to Kamala Harris. At the core of his argument is Article 2, Section 1 of that pesky Constitution again. Boy, I love it when we talk about Constitution right here on LFA which Ingracia insists unambiguously mandates that only natural-born citizens of these United States are eligible to assume the presidency. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 states, and I quote, 
no person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this Constitution shall be eligible to the office of the president. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have attained to the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States of America. The distinction between natural-born citizen and birthright citizenship is central to Paul and Gracia's analysis. The former term, he reminds us, is expressly reserved for those born on American soil to U.S. citizen parents, a requirement not emulated for other federal offices. This stringent criterion traces back to the founding fathers' fears of foreign influence at the highest level of government. Now, this debate isn't new. Presidential campaigns of John McCain, Barack Obama, Ted Cruz, Kamala Harris have all faced scrutiny under this clause. But it needs to be figured out, and it needs to be ruled on, not just for Nikki Haley, because she doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell in making it anyway, but it does have an implication for the future of America. And I think that the Supreme Court needs to get involved, or Congress needs to re, uh, put an amendment to this, that says natural-born citizen means born on American soil to American parents, not anchor baby BS. We're not having anchor babies be presidents of the United States of America. If that's the case, then Mohammed can become president of the United States because he was born to mom and dad who illegally came across the southern border. You have to, you have to define what a natural born citizen is or Mohammed will be the president of the United States in the future. So I agree with Paul and Gracia. This is a constitutional uh, crisis that we define very clearly what can, constitutes a natural-born citizen. Uh, Barb, can we raise money for Barb Naylor? What happened? Of course we can. Of course we can. Barb, my, my wife and I are leaving as soon as the show is done in 25 minutes. Um, but let us know what you need. It looks like your water was shut off. How much do you need to get it back on? We'll, we'll release the slurp fund for you. You're a long-time LFA warrior, and we'll release what you need. 200 behind on the water. Been taking care of mom. All right, Eli, write this down. We're going to take 400 out. We're going to give her double what she asked for. That's what God does to us. That's what God does to us. We know, but we can get a hold of Barb. We know how to get a hold of her. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a hold of her. Lovebug says, exactly, it needs to be a better definition. Amen. It does need to be a better definition because, like I said, look at all the illegal aliens coming in. Oh, thank you, Majorva. God bless you. And Barb, we got you, honey. Don't worry about it, okay? We'll get it to you as soon as we can. All right? I'm so sorry that you're dealing with that. I love you too, Barb. Love you too. Okay, what do we got left here? All right, so Nikki Haley, I want you to see how she responds to basically illegal aliens coming in this country, anchor babies. She says, can't treat them as illegals. You got to treat them as people, as citizens. Got to love them. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life too. They have kids too. They have a heart too. They, so 
we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They They're are. families that want a they better are. life and they're desperate to get here. But let's keep in mind. Nikki, they are criminals. They are. They are illegal aliens. They are criminals who crossed our border and who is bleeding our country dry of resources that they are not entitled to. What do you call that? Nikki Haley, can I come into your house and eat your food out of your fridge? Can I do that? Can I come into your house and eat your stuff, take your money, and you not call the cops on me? No, that's called breaking and entering. Home invasion. Home invasion. Being across a line that you are not legally allowed to cross. Invasion. Which takes me back to the definition of invasion, which takes me back to the definition of Article 3, Section 3, and Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution that says Alejandro Mayorkas, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris are guilty of treason. And Congress shall decide their punishment. Amen. Amen. We got to treat them with love and compassion. Well, I, I agree with treating people with love and compassion, but we are not treating them of anything other than criminals. What's that? I know who else is desperate and needs love and compassion. Our own poor! Our own military. Our own veterans. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to stop treating moms and dads, Nikki Haley, who are going to school board meetings as terrorists? I mean, you're talking about not treating criminals like criminals. What about treating moms and dads like terrorists? Why aren't you bumping your gums on that one, Nikki Haley? You see what I'm saying? These people are out of control. And Nikki Haley, I don't believe, is eligible to be president nor vice president based on the fact that she's an anchor baby, not a natural-born citizen. Now, I want to switch gears here to talk about the pile of crap that's going to come on your, on your screen here in about 2-1. There he is, folks. The sniffer and thief himself, Captain Corn Pop, Joe President Biden of the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden, Saturday will be giving a speech on the third anniversary of January 6th, which we now know is a Fed surrection. He plans on giving a speech on the dangers of white supremacy at Valley Forge on the anniversary of January 6th. Because, you know, all Trump supporters are white supremacists, right? They tried to get Vivek with that, by the way, which we're going to show you here in a little bit. But Joe Biden will use January 6th and the backdrop of Valley Forge to spew his lies about what happened on January 6th, 2021, which was a Fed surrection, which was a Fed surrection, which is why Nancy Pelosi and, and, and Liz Cheney deleted mounds of evidence and testimony that said that it wasn't an insurrection, but actually uh, alluded to the fact it was a Fed surrection. Many, 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 many people in this, on this earth know exactly what happened. It's part of the reason why Tucker's not on Fox News anymore. 
And Joe Biden is going to use Valley Forge as the backdrop to spew his lies, his racist rhetoric, his divisive and destructive rhetoric that will only further divide this country and put us on the path to a real civil war. How many people are going to watch it? Not me. Who wants to watch that? The only thing that I will watch is afterwards so I can take excerpts from it so I can make fun of the guy. But ladies and gentlemen, speaking of January 6th, how many people remember this guy? Officer Brian Sicknick. Now the left used this guy as a poster boy for insurrection and blaming it on Trump and Trump supporters. They actually accused Donald Trump and MAGA supporters for the death of Officer Brian Sicknick. There then was a lawsuit brought against Donald Trump for the wrongful death claim that Donald Trump inspired a riot that killed U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. For months, the mainstream media, with the New York Times, leading the charge, lied about Officer Brian Sicknick's death and falsely claimed that he died from injuries suffered after being hit on the head with a fire extinguisher, which never, ever happened. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to report to you that a federal judge has dismissed this wrongful death lawsuit. U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta, who we've talked about before, actually, issued a split ruling dismissing the wrongful death and negligence civil counts brought by Sandra Garza. However, the judge has allowed the lawsuit to move forward under D.C.'s Survival Act on other accounts, which will end up getting thrown out anyway and is just going to be more of an attempt to smear Donald Trump. Quote, Garza's contention that a domestic partnership was established simply by Officer Sicknick having identified Garza as his domestic partner in his will finds no basis in the plain text of the statute, Meta wrote. Garza, therefore, cannot recover damages she personally seeks under the act. And you know what these people are, folks? They're vultures. These disgusting people are vultures that are trying to just destroy a man who built a net worth of $10 billion at one time, the only man to ever lose money becoming the president of the United States of America. Can you imagine that? All these years... 45 presidents, the only president to lose wealth while being president at the same time as creating wealth for you, the people. Now, we know that that Phoenix Migrant Arizona facility got $451 million of your money. Why not talk about Planned Parenthood, who also just got a bunch of your money to kill babies? Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers just got $2 billion from the feds. The federal government gave 
just under $2 billion to abortion advocacy groups and providers. Planned Parenthood received the vast majority of this funding between 2019 and 2021. $1.8 billion went to Planned Parenthood. That's why when I see those stupid bumper stickers, Eli, that say, I support Planned Parenthood, I drive by them and I laugh. The International Baby Killing Federation, known as Planned Parenthood, received just over $2 million. MSI Reproductive Choices received $145 million. And four domestic regional abortion providers received $107.7 million, according to the report from Federal Watchdogs. So $1.8 billion went to Planned Parenthood here in America, while the rest went to other smaller organizations and Planned Parenthood International. Planned Parenthood affiliates also received $90.4 million in forgiven paycheck protection program loans during COVID-19. And during this three-year period, Planned Parenthood performed 1.1 million baby murders. So during that three-year period, Planned Parenthood killed over 1.1 million babies and got paid $2 billion to do it. Wow. Wow. That's like saying that every one of those babies' lives was worth about a buck fifty. Murderers. Evil, disgusting murderers. Two billion dollars to kill a million babies. Makes me sick. I don't even want to talk about it. What I do want to talk about is owning these people, owning the media, owning these fake outlets. And I got to tell you, there is a job for Vivek Ramaswamy in, in, in American politics in the future. Now, I don't think that Vivek Ramaswamy needs to be anywhere near the presidency. But I do think that there is a job for Vivek. And while I used to think it was the head of the RNC, which would still be great, I got to tell you, there's only a couple people in the world that can think on their feet as quick as Donald Trump when it comes to holding the mainstream media accountable and saying the things that I always go, I would have said that. Well, Vivek's been doing it. And until he gives me a reason not to, I'm going to applaud it. Roll it. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. 
shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. So here's what I say. Scott Pressler, RNC chair, Vivek Ramaswamy, press secretary. You want to prove yourself? Be a press secretary. I believe he's an anchor baby too, though, isn't he? I'm not 100% sure, but I think Vivek is. But maybe his parents were U.S. citizens by the time he was born. I don't know that, I don't know that answer. Maybe some of you do in there. But I got to give the man the credit for holding the mainstream media accountable. Trump gives him the credit for it. Or how about explaining to Pierce Morgan what it means to be an American and why Pierce Morgan can't understand and wrap his head around what it means to be an American. I liked this one, too. To the question of your love of America. Yeah. I mean this in a, you know, we're having a, I'm not even going to caveat what I say. You've been pretty free with me. I'll be free with you. Please do. Keep my nose out of it. No, 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 no. Which I totally understand. No, 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 no. That's, that's, a, that's a cheap comment. I, mm. Just make sure you know what you say you love, mm. right? Because I think that there's parts of the United States of America, like the essence of who we are, not some fringe feature, the soul of the United States of America, that I think make you a little uncomfortable. I think that's the truth. I mean, the idea that anybody gets to express their opinion, no matter how heinous that opinion, mm. the idea that you get to own a firearm for the express purpose of holding the government at bay, I think those ideas make you uncomfortable. I think those ideas make a lot of people uncomfortable. You may be right. I think those ideas make a lot of people uncomfortable. And this is something that I have to then admit as an American, and I admit it and I embrace it, like a badge of honor. The American ideals, the American revolutionary ideals, they're not moderate ideals. They are radical ideals. You know why? They're extreme ideals. That is what makes America itself. So make sure you love that. And and if you do, I'm I'm thrilled. If if the sole question is how many lives are saved, you might come out in one place. If the separate question is what are our founding principles of who we are in this country, you come out in a different place. And so whether it's the First Amendment or the Second Amendment, or in that case, the Fourth Amendment, I think that whether or not you and I have different views, the only thing I would say is I want more people loving the United States of America, but I'd rather at least most people know the United States of America and decide they disagree with it than to think they love it but realize that the actual thing is something different than they imagine. But Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, my problem with Vivek is that Vivek is smart enough to know what he has to say to get where he needs to get. He is Obama 2.0. Now, whether he is on our side or he really is a controlled opposition plant, which I believe is a very very good possibility. I like what he's saying in the moment. And what he's saying in the moment is going to inspire real people. If he's not real, which I believe, eh, we'll see. You got to Yeah, we have to see more. Okay. But he said Obama talking points in order to get noticed. He then started saying Trump talking points in order to win crowds. I've watched it and heard it with my own two ear and eyeballs. I've seen this man change his delivery and what he says. However, it doesn't take away from the fact that he gets sound bites on shows like this and others. Why? Because what he's saying. And it will inspire people to say, wow, what he's saying, people are really responding to. So I'm not going to be afraid to say it either. So I'll always leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Give him an opportunity, but not one with power. And now I'll end the show with this, ladies and gentlemen. The entire House Republican leadership team 
including Mike Johnson, everybody around him, has now endorsed Donald Trump for president. Took you long enough, didn't it? It took you long enough, didn't it? So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to give the dumb, dumb award of the day to the entire Republican leadership in the House of Representatives. Mike Johnson, all the way down. You morons get the dumb, dumb award of the day because you don't do anything. If I was in Europe right now, or if I was in Ireland or England, I'd say you do F all. You do nothing. We are sick and tired of our Republican leadership. It's about damn time that you all come out and endorse Donald J. Trump. It's just sad that it had to take it till now to do it because you were hoping that your golden boy, Ron DeStupid, was actually smart enough to, uh, to, to overcome Donald Trump. You thought, you thought maybe, maybe Jack Smith will put him in jail. Maybe Fannie Willis, maybe, maybe Letitia James, maybe these guys will get him in jail, but it isn't happening. So you have no choice. You either hightail it from Congress because you know what's coming or you endorse him. I'll let you be the judge of who's doing what. But they're all cowards in my book. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for those who watched Roger Stone's inaugural show last night. We know there were some issues with production, but we're working on that, getting that done today. I want to remind you folks that if you go to MyPillow.com LFA, then you can support Mike Lindell, you can support Jeremy Harrell, you can support Eli Ellis, you can support all your favorite hosts on LFA by using the promo code LFA. But if you go to the landing page, mypillow.com slash LFA, you don't even need to use the promo code to get all those deals. So why not, ladies and gentlemen? Why not start the new year outright? There's plenty of deals going on, and I know there's stuff on this site that you still don't have. Mypillow.com slash LFA. Now, I will be traveling. My wife and I are leaving. In 15 minutes, I'm getting done this show, and I am changing, and I'm leaving. Now, my wife and I are going to visit some family. I will not be here tomorrow, but I will be on my laptop, hopefully still doing both Rise Up and Live from America. Don't hold me to it, but I'm going to try. So I hope to see you in the morning. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please give this show some love on your way out and give all the shows all the way through midnight, all the love, all the likes. We love you. God bless you. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you guys. Peace out.